And what's that gentleman's name that you guys had on? He's like a military guy. Ray Cash Ray Care. Ray Cash Care. That guy's an animal. Fucking he's another, legend. Dude, living not, legend. Dude, he's another dude I would not want to like to punch him. Living that legend. The push-up king. Yeah. Living push-up. legend. He said dude. something that was really interesting. And I believe what he said because I, I live it and that's what I talk about. He said, the, your why is about you mm-hmm. first. Yes. And that's so fucking true. It yeah. has to be about you first. Can't be about no one else. Yes. Because so he, says, he says where... A lot of people he asks, he goes, what's your why? They go, oh, it's my kids. You know, I no. want to be a better father. He goes, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Your no, why no, no, is no. you because yep. for if you want to be if you want to be a better father, if you want to be a better husband, you want to have a, be a better provider. He goes, then you have to be the better. Not I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for me so that I can grow into the person that is a better father, That's a better husband, about. a better provider. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely, you're doing it for them, but your why is you. That's you it. are the reason why you're doing this. The first chapter is this. It's your life and only yours. That's how it starts off. It's your life. It, 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 it's your life and only yours. It's not your wife's, you know, and you guys are married. Yeah. No, you guys have separate lives. When you were born, you were born alone. When you die, they're going to put you in a casket. Your wife's not jumping in. Yeah, by yourself. Okay? So, in a nice way. I'm no, no, I, no, I, I get okay. what you're saying. I get right. 100% what you're saying. Of course. Another thing we talk about in this chapter is called leading with a meaningful life. Another section is the odds of being born as a human being. You know, oh, that, no, 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 no. It's 100. <laughs> it's one, it's yeah. one to one trillion. I'm sorry. One to 400 trillion to be a human being. Yeah. You know who talks about that? There's a, a famous astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He yes. does the numbers. And and Gary Vaynerchuk preaches about this a lot, I too. Gary. I follow him all the time. But Neil deGrasse Tyson actually talks about this, this the stats because he's a scientist. He's a numbers guy, astrophysicist. He goes, do you know how? He goes, they've done it. They've done the number of different DNA combinations. Unbelievable. Right? They said these are the, these are all the different DNA strands. And they said, how many different combinations can we make for a human? Right? And the number is astronomical. He says, so the odds of you huh. being you, the combination what of DNA shit? that you have, he goes, is one in it, – it's astronomical. It's like trillions of trillions. And Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this as well, but they say the odds of of being a human. He did the numbers on the different combinations of DNA, right? So they have all the different DNA strands, and they said how many different type, how many different combinations of a human can we make, right? Because every if you change one little DNA strand, it's a different human. If you change this one, it's a different huh. human. Unbelievable. So I don't know how many strands are, there are. I think it's like I think there's twenty six. Is there twenty six strand? Thirteen on each side, something like that. It's like thirteen, 20, 13. twenty six or twenty. Something like that. So basically do like 26 factorial, which is 26 times 25 times 24 times 23 times all the way down, right? Um, Crazy number. Astronomical number. But he also talks about, he takes it one step further, and he says the number of humans that have ever existed on this planet from the first human, Adam and Eve, all the way till now, the total number of humans that have ever existed pales in comparison to the no- total number that could have existed. So let me say that again. The total number of humans that have ever existed pales in c- comparison to the number that could have existed because of all the different DNA wow. combinations. So he says the odds of you being you, <laughs> Eric Josephson, that combination of DNA, the odds of that happening are astronomical. I think it's there's more grains of sand on the all the beaches <laughs> in the world than the odds of another Eric jo- just like you being born. Um, so when you say like the odds of you even living are re- 
ridiculous. If so you why? thought about that, you struck the lottery times a million. So why the fuck would you do something you don't love? You out of your mind? Mm-hmm. Yep. You out of your mind? You don't have much time left on this earth. How long do you think we're gonna live for? You want to hear another crazy? Mm-hmm. This this is like another another level of it. There was a guy. I think it was Grant Cardone. I think it was Grant Cardone. He was talking to these two people on an interview, and he asked him. He said, "What if I?" He goes, "If I gave you, let's say I gave you a million dollars right now, would you be happy?" They go, "Yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty happy. I'd be stoked. If I just, a million dollars cash, gave it to you right now, would you be pretty happy?" He goes, "Yeah, I'd be pretty happy. That's cool." He goes, "All right." What if I gave you ten million right now, tax free cash, ten million dollars, but you call, you can't wake up tomorrow? Would you take the ten million? They're like, no, absolutely not. He said, so what you're telling me right now is you waking up tomorrow <laughs> is worth more than money. Fucking shit. He goes, so why man. are we not absolutely fucking ecstatic every time we wake up in the morning? Facts. If man. if if waking up is the most important thing over everything else, then why are we not ecstatic and super excited and happy to be alive every single day? Facts. Big facts. When he said that, big facts. I said, holy shit. I never heard that one before. That's right? Because every time you just wake up and you go about your business, you go downstairs, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you have a cup of coffee, it's just another day. But when you think of it like that, every time you wake up, I had a health teacher in, in high school who said this. He goes, every time I wake up, as soon as my feet hit the floor, he goes, I go, yes, let's fucking go. He said, I start the day excited. He goes, it charges me for the rest of the day. He goes, because I know how, little, how, how quick life can be. And how grateful and how beautiful it is that I'm waking up today. Because so many people are going to sleep and not waking up. So the fact that I woke up, I was it's gonna, a freaking good day. I was going to say, how many people you think didn't wake up? And so when he put it like that, it, it completely changes your perspective. So if you wake up and do something that you don't love. I'm sorry, man. I'm not doing it. I mean, we're human. but I mean, granted, you can do something that you don't love while you're building the thing yeah. that you do love. Because... Yes. You have to make money. You yes. have to make the world. Money makes the world go it's around. Not, okay. It's, it's, you get, it's time for a blueprint. But if you, you can't control, I'm, I'm going in right now. You can't control. Cool. Where, it's Justin the guest or is Jose? Know, I'm the guest. sorry. I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I go <laughs> what? Get the, you know what? I'm, do I'm, it. Yo, Listen. Jose, this is what we do. So in, in these moments when Justin's going in, I go like this. I get the, I get the fishing rod out. Reel him in. Hold on, Justin. Reel him in. We're catching a big dude here. Keep going. Bring him in. I'm dropping the nuggets. I'm I'm revving him up for his third book. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Let's go. But he said, um, uh, I totally forgot where I was going now. Um, uh, I lost. Oh, you can't you can't control where you were born or what you were born into, but you can 100 percent control how you die and how you live. Right. So people always say like, oh, you know, I had a shit life and I was born into poverty. I'm never going to get you can't control being born into poverty or being born in a rough neighborhood or being born into shit. He goes, but if you die in poverty and die in living in a shit, that's on you. That's on you. Because you can make different decisions. That's your choices. So where you end, where you're born, you can't control. But where you end up is 100 percent in your control. It's not about where you start. It's about where you finish. Exactly. Yeah. 100 percent. Getting revved up, baby. No, no, no. But everything you're saying. It's in there. It's, I, that's why I can't wait I to can't read wait this, to, man. Just, I'm going to breeze through this words. book. I'm going to I'm gonna finish a book just in time for that one to come out. 
I'm gonna finish that in like the first two hours of my in the first hour of my these, plane ride. I mean, this book this this is the book these are the types of books. By the way, I'm using the the Cuban cigar wrapper that Love you it. gave us as the bookmark. I like Love it. I'm doing it right? too. So this is like the type of I usually like like the 200 max 300 page book, but this is ideal. It's an easy read. I I love it because of myself. It's I'm, an easy read. I you know. And if you read, the, look at the subtitle. Read the subtitle. So the book is "I'm Possible Through Your Thoughts." Purposely change your reality into limitless, limitless life. Keyword, purposely. Keyword, purposely. Live with a purpose, baby. You gotta. You gotta. So look. Okay, yeah. We, we Let's go so back that, into the chapters. Of I, the love I love it. I love it. Make sure it's all recording. <laughs> <laughs> the odds of being born as human. Living your dash. Living your dash. You know what I'm talking about? What is that? Yeah, I gotta hear this. So. You have... A day you were born, you have a day you're going to pass away. But that's not what's important. It's that dash. The that's dash important. on your tombstone. The dash, the dash Wow, that's and, some and fucking heavy some shit. shit. No, the dash is what we're wow. looking for. Wow. And let me see. It's uh, all about the dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's the, da- the dash on your tombstone. It's not about where you start, about where you finish. It's about right. What happens dash. in this dash right here? Wow, that's fucking heavy. That is heavy. What is that, Back to the Future? That's heavy. All right, look, I'm going to get a quote. What is this? It's, uh, why is it always heavy? something wrong with the gravitational pull? <laughs> <laughs> Love. That's my, one of my favorite know, trilogies of all time. On that. I want them to make it. Wow, it's one. about the dash, which is so it's, true. It's, it's the dash. It is. Look at this quote from this lady that I cover, I quote her in the book. By the way, Eric just lit up a blueprint. Shout out to the blueprint. Uh, yeah. 15% off uh, yeah. if you remember. We finished, we finished, we finished the, uh, the, uh, the Romeo and Juliet. What time is it? Oh, wait, six. We're going to go right into the giveaway after this. We're going to go right into the giveaway. We'll probably be done like 7.15, 7.30. We'll go right into the giveaway. And then he's going to pick the giveaway winner. Oh, yeah. For real? Oh, well, we got all the giveaway. You're going to... We're going to keep... Everything is going to keep... I mean, we're going to talk to the people for a little bit. My wife was like, oh, you have a guest and you're doing the giveaway tonight? I said, yeah. She goes, oh, it's going to be a late night, huh? I said, (laughs) you know, like every guy, nah, it's not going to be that late. Eh, It might be a little bit late. It won't be that late. No, no, it won't be that late. Look at this quote. Her name is... Can I get the uh, other lighter there? This one's out. Linda Alice, LAS, right? And she, she says a statement that was really amazing. She states, she puts this in beautiful words. She says, what matters is how we live and love and how we spent our dash. So think about it long and hard and are the, are the things that you would like to change. Mm-hmm. You'll never know how much time is left that still can be arranged. Beautiful, it, man. Beautifully put. Those are All some right. heavy words, man. Ready for this? Here we go. Under the same chapter one, what is happiness? Is it is it important? All right? Wait, wait, we're gonna touch it. You ready for this one? Fuck Plan B. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the title. Fuck Plan B. There is no Plan and, B because Plan A is gonna work. Plan B. <laughs> and you want to know something with Plan B? Why do you have Plan B? You don't even love it. Plan B is sounds like a yeah. cop out. Plan B That's is a, a good cop point. Out. Why is there a plan B? Because you don't even love plan B. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna jump right into before I read this. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I cover two people. Make plan A work. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Cigar talks, smoke. talks about plan B. Uh, yeah, he's a big time cigar smoker. Yeah, I'm trying, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Trying to get him on a show. But. That'll that'll be uh that's a challenge. Yo, that'd be hot. Keep sending it, <laughs> just keep sending the DMs. <laughs> keep trying to reach out to his his uh his publicist or his, his PR or whatever the fucking person is. He says about Plan B that he never, ever had a Plan B. He's against it, never had it. Now, look on the Schwarzenegger. You see the things he accomplished? 
Yeah. Have you heard him talk about his life? His dash. I, I covered it in the book. His I, dash I is fucking huge. Yeah. What? He did the impossible. Well, he. What about that? Remember, it goes back to the same thing you said, where some people, uh, uh, like, you don't have the innate talent, but you work at your craft. You know how many people said that he was going to be a fucking horrible actor? That he was never going to make. You know how many people said he was never going to make in bodybuilding? One. And he's the, one of the greatest bodybuilders to ever mm. walk the face of the planet. And two, people said, you'll never make it in movies. Never. Ever. Never. They said, as a matter of fact, his own words, he said, they told me that I'll be, um, I think he said he'll play, they'll, he said you could play, I forgot one thing. And then another thing they said that he'll be good for is like a, like a, like a, not a bodybuilder, uh, like a bodyguard. Sure. To play oh, those yeah, type yeah, of yeah. roles. And then, and then your name? How are they going to put your name up on top on the, yeah. on, the, on, the, on the movies? No way. Well, they all said, like, I gotta, they said too, when he first started, if you watch, he, he was a terrible actor when he first started. He was awful. Yeah. But movie after movie after movie after movie. Now, he's great. He's a great actor. I mean, he found the role. Found, Terminator found the role. Just played that part, right? I'll be back. And then, but he's gotten in other movies that he's played in that he played in, like, The Escape Plan. He's played in, uh, uh, I mean, he did Predator. I mean, he did all these other movies and just. Became an actor. And then he said... And then he became a politician. Wait, wait. (laughs) I want to get into politics. You'll never get into politics. Not only am I getting into politics, I'm going to marry one of the Kennedys. His life is like the impossible. He did the impossible. I got to tell you, man. You know, this is like a personal thing. Going back to like the law of attraction, I've always been attracted to entrepreneurship. You know, anything motivational, anything to separate yourself, you know, from the standard. You know, not being a drifter. You know, you're being... Yes. Being on your own path. You want to talk about a book? Read um, Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Oh, yeah. Such a. You ever heard of Think and Grow Rich? Of course. Yeah. Same author. Same author writes a book called Outwitting the Devil. And it's a a book. It's a book about him interviewing the devil and asking the devil how he's able to control people. And he talks about being a drifter. And the the devil will get into your brain Mm -hmm. and to make you think that. To worry about things and to, and to fear things, and it creates drifters where they just drift about life, not accomplishing anything. And he—it's an interview with him and the devil, and he asks the it's devil. All, the all whole book is Q and A. It's a order gr- tonight on great book, great it's, book, man. It's, it's one of my favorite books, but it's just wild, you know. That again, law of attraction. I'm into all this stuff. You know, you ha- your life is ups through up and downs, right? You know, I'm I'm the point in my life right now. I'm up. But mentally, sometimes I'm down. But you're here on the podcast with your fucking awesome book, revving me up. It's amazing to see. I, you know, I put you here. You know, the reason why we're doing. You know, we did this together. You're yeah, you're here. And it's here for a reason. Like if you, so, had, like if you had told amazing. me back when we did our first episode, hey, you know, three years from now, you're gonna have people writing books about you, and you're gonna be interview them on your in your studio. I would have been like, eh? it. it it's just, and we just kept thinking it. Like, no, we are the best cigar podcast out there. That's right. We are the best. We are the best podcast that brings people together over a cigar. That's why we're here. We all enjoy cigars. We're having a conversation over so cigars. I, just wanted to, I wanted to, you know, let you know I appreciate you being here because sometimes in life, you, and just like how you met Mark when you were figuring out your business, you know, you're here. And for me personally, you're here for a reason to give me that yeah. fucking extra boost to, you know, because you know. I took a huge turn in, in life. I got married. I started a new job. I bought a place. You know, a lot of a lot of stressful things. You don't know. You don't know how he's, always things will pan out. In the back of my mind, I'm always like, it's not gonna be like this forever. But sometimes you need that reminder, like mm-hmm. yourself, while you're here. I like, read a great quote. 
As a matter of fact, I think I saw it today, yesterday, from a girl. I don't know her name. I forgot her name. She said, what did she say? She said, you want to, you want to, what did she say? She said, um, you want to, oh my God, the word she used. She said something like, uh, you want to uh, uh, foretell your, your future? Create it. Mm. You have the power to create it. No doubt. And you want to know another thing on top of 100%. on top of law of attraction too is not only I'm a big believer in um, the power of the spoken word, huh. right? So huh. not only are yeah. you do you have to believe it, right? Ask it, believe it, and you shall receive it, right? This is what, this is what is written in the Bible. Uh, uh, paraphrasing, of course, but that's what's written in the Bible. But also when that that ask, right? Speak it, speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. They've done studies where it says if you tell yourself, I am this, I am this, I am this, you say it over and over and over and over and over again. Guess what? Eventually, you're going to believe it that, no, I, I am this. Yeah. People are going to ask you, I, I'm this. No, I'm this. I quote in that book, I don't know where it is right now, I quote when you read it, I quote word for word what Conor McGregor, what Conor McGregor said about that. He is the one of the opinions yeah. of calling things out before they existed. You just speak it. Speak it out there. You speak it. Same thing that you did with, with with telling people you're the best. And like, I wasn't. You go, the, by, by the vision. Yeah, people. But they didn't see my vision. No, but you said, mm-hmm. I am the best window tinter there is. I am the best window tinter. I am the best one. And eventually, now you're the best window tinter. You know what? Like that. It's You speak it into existence. My you wife. Throw my it wa- out there. My wife, you know, one reason why I married her, you know, Behind every great man, there's always behind. There's always a good one yep, behind. There's right? always a woman supporting. So I had I had a big meet, you know, a big new business meeting the other day, and she was like, "Hey, let's let's go over it." I'm like, "All right." So I'm like, "Yeah, you know, if I get this, she goes, no, no, no. When you get this, when there when is no you if. get it, Eric, you got to no say." I'm like, "Thank you for reminding me." Sure. And I'm like, it's "Fucking." It's not a matter of if; you. it's a matter of when. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you can't. You know, I in, there's in, this quote. Hope is not say- hope is not a strategy. Right. Hope is not a strategy. Well, that's what we say about our podcast, right? When people say, you know. We talk about oh, if you ever if you ever do this for no no no, it's not if we do this when? full time. When? It's when we do this. And it may take one year. Like when we first started, we're like oh, we're gonna have a hundred thousand subscribers in one year. Didn't didn't even come close to that. Second year, we're gonna, close. we're gonna have a hundred subscribers, hundred thousand subscribers next year. Still not even third year. We're gonna have a hundred. Still not even close. We still say it. We're gonna have a hundred thousand monthly subscribers to our podcast. We're gonna be the best and. It's not a matter if it could it could be this year, it could be five years, it could be ten years. It's not a matter if you ready for this. It's a matter of when it happens. When you when you put that attitude, when you believe it, for it not to happen, the laws that govern government. It's impossible. This, they will have to accommodate you too for it not to happen, and that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The laws yeah. are for anybody. Doesn't matter if you're Chinese, you're Hispanic, you're black, you're white. It doesn't matter. It doesn't discriminate. Whoever believes it, if they speak it, they believe it. It has to come to pass. It is a law. It's like gravity. It's a law. There's, these are laws. Mm-hmm. It, physics is behind it. Beautiful fucking thing. All right, here we go. Right now, let's go. Chapter two. Let's address the big elephant. Money. Okay? Well, but I need to make money. I need to make money. And I'm not going to go through all that. Um, I cover in that chapter the solution to make a lot of money. And, to, and, to, and where you want to be. Whatever a lot of money is to you. Whatever a lot of money is. Yeah. Whatever makes me happy. We all have different. Some people want to make whatever. It yeah, yeah, yeah. The solution is you have to be a master and insane to your craft because what happens is 
you become valued in the marketplace. Because if you ain't the best, there's no value. Mm -hmm. You can't put a value to you. In my business, I am the most expensive tenor in the state of New Jersey for, for automotive. We for a reason, four, though. We for a reason. We go up to 11. People are getting 150 bucks and 60 bucks. I'm not valued there. I'm not valued there. Because mm -hmm. you get what you pay for. Because I put in the work. And yeah. I still put in the work. I still try to get better. And, and that's along the lines of, of there's a guy that said, um, uh, I've seen this. It's two, two scenarios. The first scenario was a welder. Right, it's a story about it. The welder goes in for a job, and the welder asks, uh, "What's the pay?" And the guy says, "Oh, you know, it's anywhere between, you know, thirty dollars an hour to five hundred an hour. Kind of depends on 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 you." Welder goes, "Okay." So the guy says, "Hey, make me. Uh, can you weld out? You know, show me how you weld." He does two welds. He does one weld over here. It's all kind of you know shitty and not really clean. And he does another weld over here that's perfect. And the guy says, why'd you do two of those? He says, the one on the left that's shitty, that's $30 an hour. The one on the right is 500 You decide which one you want. <laughs> I love it. And there's another, another story that 100%. says, guy, guy came up, um, call, it could be a plane, could, whatever, the, whatever the case would be. Guy comes up and, and the thing's not working. So nobody can figure out why it's not working. They're like, I don't know. It's not starting. It's not this. It's not that. I can't figure it out. So they call in a guy. And the guy comes in. And he looks, he looks, he goes, what's happening? It's not starting. It's not turning over, whatever. He goes, okay. He reaches up and he jiggles one little thing. He goes, try it. Starts up immediately. He says, all right, that'll be $10,000. And the person goes, you just moved one thing. What do you mean $10,000? He says, you're not paying me for how long it took me to do this job. You're paying me for how long it took me yeah. to realize what to turn. Experience, time. He's like, it took me 20 years right. to know, turn that. That's right. That's what you're paying for. That's right. That's right. And that's the thing is that when you say become a master in your craft, if you're the best in what you do, you're the most valuable in what the you 10, do. Out, you can charge the 10, whatever the, the fuck you want. It's the 10,000 rule. In order if to be a master. people don't want to pay it, then guess what? They ain't going to get the best. In order to be a master, you have to spend a minimum of 10,000 hours doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's how you become a master. That's like Bruce Lee he says. I don't fear the person. I don't fear the person that has ten thousand kicks. I fear the person that's mastered the same kick ten thousand times. And I have that in the book. His quote. <laughs> fucking love it, man. Right? I fear the guy who's done the same kick ten thousand times. Fucking rocking right now, baby. We're fucking rocking, dude. We got nuggets for days. Hold on, hold on. Ready for this? I need some more rum. I'm fucking getting fired up. I want to run through a wall right now. I'm gonna read something to you, okay? Okay. <clears throat> so to start living your life and not someone else's opinion on how you should live it, you have to understand what a meaning of life is to you. Everybody's different. So everybody has a different meaning of what well, a life well lived means to them. And there are no, rant, no wrong answers to this. Here is, a, as long as you feel that what you are doing is important to you, that, that itself has meaning. And enjoy waking up every single day to do what you do, what you love. While I can't tell you exactly what that is, you have to find out, I put in parentheses, you have to find out for yourself and remember, live your fucking story. One thing that has helped me throughout my journey is to really, to really have love for what I do. And I put in, in parentheses, whatever it is. I have seen how it affected people around me and how it made me feel like a human being inside. Remember the mind-blowing odds of being, of being born? And I put a question, remember that? Because we covered that earlier. 
we don't get another chance to live this life. And if we, if we so, if I'm sorry, and so we have to grab it by the horns and fight for what we believe. This leads us to the concept of living your dash. In this life, the dash line between the first and the last numbers is more important than the numbers themselves. It represents how you lived on this earth every single day, every single moment. We should all strive to live this journey, this dash. It's not really about the destination per se, but the experience of going through what you want to be. It makes your story interesting and exciting, first for you, then the world. And what chapter is this in? That's in, uh, that's in chapter one. Bro, we're going to have to make that a clip, and that's going to be a oh, ooh. chapter one. Ooh. Right, Starting off hard. Chapter one Let, gets you, you know web. I'm smoking this way down, baby. Let, I want to get into something. We're just going to, I'm not going to read all that, but I'm going to, I want to, there's a key point that I wanted to touch. There's a chapter called the two Ds. Do you know what they are? That is the ringside to doing what you love. There's two, there's one D and there's another D. One is decision. And the other one is discipline. The two Ds. Make a decision and be disciplined to carry it out. Now, I'm going to touch a little bit on my dad. My father. As a matter of fact, hold on. Hold on. I'll read what I wrote. Do you have the whole book on your phone right there? Yeah, this is actually. Yeah, but if you see numbers, because it's not formatted yet. Because yeah, I keep, yeah, yeah. I, right now, it's going through editing. And then the, the person who's going to format it, that's later. Okay. That, that'll be like then. They'll format it and it'll look like a book. Mm-hmm. So right now when you see those numbers, it's because it allows me where things are. And it makes also the editor to find things through numbers. But that's not how the book's going to be. But I want to show you something. I want to read something to you. Uh, let me find it. Give me a second. Yeah. Be insane to your craft. You have to be insane. And I cover some... I'm not... I'm not I will be a forever if I keep reading everything. But there's key points that I want to touch. So you readers, your listeners can hear it and go, what the fuck? Okay, here we go. Hold on. Actually, a good statement from Dwight D. Eisenhower. Eisenhower? Eisenhower. Dwight Eisenhower. Eisenhower. Look at this quote from him. And I quote him. The history of free men is never written by chance, but by choice. That's fucking deep, man. Do you know you have 35,000 decisions a day by science? It is proven. Up to 35,000 thoughts, decisions you're making a day. But I want to touch on my dad. Hold on. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read a little bit into my dad. It is easy to, to see in today's world that many people, that many people from different countries don't have the freedom to make their own decisions. And we can see that, right? They are basically, they are basically told what to think, what to do, and what to say. It's actually very sad. To give you a quick overview of my parents, both were from Cuba, they were born there, and they had to leave because of the dictatorship of Castro. Their freedom was swept away instantly, literally overnight. My father had to decide at that moment whether it would be best to stay in, in Cuba or to leave for his family's sake. And person that put my mom and my sister at that time, I wasn't born. That's my oldest sister, uh, Lourdes. Was it easy? Fuck no. Imagine that. Imagine that. I believe it was one of the hardest decisions he ever had to make in his life. And I'm going, I'm, there's a reason why I put this in here. Here is the power of decision displayed before our eyes, how they literally became life and death. This also applies to doing what you hate or what you love in life. It's all on you, and that's how powerful it is. My father. So you got, the, you got decision and you got discipline. My father had to make a decision. 
we're going to stay here under the dictatorship or we're going to get the fuck out of here. And my father had to do a fake name, get on a fucking plane. And my father, I'm not going to get into my dad. My dad was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. My dad's parents were so wealthy. His father was one of the two main, there was three major newspapers back then. And his father was like the top dude of two major newspapers. So my dad was born with a silver spoon. He didn't know poverty. My father used to drive a car called Epaque that, in Cuba. Only two people had that car at that time when my father was 17. Um, the president's son at the time had that, Batista's son had that car and my father had that car. Wow. So wow. my father, in a split of an instant, and I'm not going to get too deep in my, in my dad. My dad actually was for Castro my, before Castro came into power. He walked the streets with him. My father knew him personally. My father knew Che personally. My father followed Castro. I'm not going to get too deep into that. And he had to make a decision. When he saw Castro come in, he's like, well, after six months, my dad told me, He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, that's not what I, that's not what I thought was going to happen. So my father had to say, either we stay or we go. So my father's like, we're out of here. And leave a life of, of so, wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Can, you wealth. Ma- can you imagine my business here? And then you tell me I have to pack up and go in one day and go to Afghanistan and start my life again. Can you imagine that? No. So that, that's a hell of a decision. So, so that's, that's the power of decision. So all our lives, all the time and everybody listening. Wherever they are in their life, it's all based on your decision. So look where you're at, whatever it is, everybody, all of your listeners, look at your life and your personal life and my life. I'm at now because of the decision I believed and I made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you could change them. So that's how powerful the decision is. So when you want to do something you love, it is the decision to do it. Let's go back to me. When Mark Howard told me, Mark, Mark told me, FedEx or, or, or the, the Tindy, which one are you going to do? I had to make a decision. And I went for the odds against me. No promising. Didn't look. If you look, you're going to fail, host. And no, I made it happen. I broke the roads. I created the reality of what I believed already. And it came to pass in my life. That's that's the power of decision. And now, and in discipline, I think uh, discipline, discipline. When you have discipline, discipline says, fuck you. I don't give a fuck how you feel. It's 4 a.m. I go to the gym, me personally. I go to the gym. I wake up at 5. There's so many times. So many times. Like like, like today, I went to the gym. I swear. I get up. I open up my eyes. And for a split second, that thought comes into my mind. and says, don't go today. Just stay warm. Mm-hmm. And I say to myself, no. I, I'm, I'm so disciplined. Disciplined to me is my best friend. I get up and say, fuck it. So this one tells you, get up and go. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit how cold it is outside. I don't care you want to, you don't want to write the book. I don't care if you have a headache. I don't care you don't want to pick up your kids. You make that decision to go. And with discipline, you move forward. Discipline, I heard somebody say, discipline is what keeps you going when motivation isn't there. Oh, right, because everybody, you can be motivated. Like right now, we can, you know, we're talking motivation, right? You can be motivated to, you know, we talk about Ray Cash Carey. You talk about anybody who's, uh, you know, Ray, uh, uh, what's his name? David Goggins. You start listening to him, you, you'll be motivated to go to the gym. But what happens when that motivation's gone? Yeah, Tony Robbins. What keeps you in the gym is discipline is what keeps you in the gym. Tony Robbins, you know, explains uh, motivation in a in a way it's, you know, it's like motivation is like a bath. In the moment, you're you're hot. You know, you feel nice. You're yeah. comfortable. You're ready to go. Once you get out of that bath, you're cold. You know, you're not as hot anymore. So it's the same thing as motivation. When you're motivate, you know, I'm feels I'm not, good. I'm not saying I'm not saying exactly what I'm saying, but that's along the lines of it. Like you know, it feels good to be motivated in the moment. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. But when that wears off, 
that's where discipline comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's how it keeps it going. That's how you keep that hot bath continuing throughout your life. You know who else says it too? Is Denzel Washington says on the road from uh, on the road from goals to achievement lies discipline and consistency. 100%. He said, because you can make a goal, and on the road to achieving those goals, the only way you're going to achieve them is you if you stay disciplined and consistent. Because that's how you get there. If you don't stay disciplined, meaning doing what you know you have to do even though you don't want to do it, and then being consistent doing that every single day, that's what gets you to achieving the goals. You can't just wish it and it happens. Yeah. Right? Yes, we're all about law of attraction, the power of the spoken word, believing that you are and then you'll receive it. That's a component. But that's only one component. If you believe that, you speak into existence and then you remain disciplined and consistent, all of those come together and that's the formula for success. Love. Let's, let's touch the word love. Love is not an emotion. So if we thought that or anybody listening, it's not. Love is a decision. If I live... Look how powerful the decision is in the context of love itself. If I love you according to uh, a feeling or an emotion and you do me wrong, that's out the door. I don't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. If I love you and I made a decision to love you, I made a decision to love you regardless who you are, yeah, un- what you've done. I don't give a fuck what they say about you. I love you. That's a power of decision. Love is a decision. When you married your wife, that's a decision. That's not an emotion. Yeah, I get this emotion. We are emotion, emotional beings. No, I, yeah, but you're but 100% love right. love is a decision. I love you regardless. My mother loves me if I murder somebody. My mom would not change her love for me. It's not based on emotion. It's unconditional. Yep. And that's what that's you say, like, of- that's what when you take your vows, you say, through sickness and in health. That's right. Right? Through the good times and the bad times, right. no matter what, I will love matters. you unconditionally. That's all that matters. Are you ready for this? Okay. So I, I'm not going to get it. Well, two, gonna, hour, two hours in, baby. Let's I'm, go. I'm not going to read. There's a, a section called The Pain of Regret. But there is a powerful statement I'm going to read to you. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. This is my boy. Ready? <laughs> I, we, I, 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 I can't talk to everything about it here. We'll be here forever. Look at this. <laughs> I quote him in this book. You guys know who Les Brown is, right? Of course. Look at this statement, which we all know. The graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here where you find all the hopes and dreams that were, fit, were never fulfilled. The books that were never written, the songs that were never sung. And if you guys don't do what you're doing, there won't be no podcast. The inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone had, was too afraid to, be, to take the first step. Keep, the pro, keep with the problem or determined to carry out the dream. I, I am not... I am not going to the grave, not doing what I want. When my last breath, my last breath is done, I want to look at my life and say, "I did what I want to do." And another thing, no, I don't want to jump the gun. Hold on, hold on. My man's, my man's mind is racing. So there's a chapter called I have in here. It's called "Never Quit," and it's called "What If." You guys know by the name, or your listeners by the name. She's the epitome. She is the epitome of not quitting. Not quitting. I mean, and, and she talks about when she went on a TED Talk later in her life, she said something that was, I cover, I cover in detail in the book, what she said, what she talks about. You heard someone by the name of Liz Murray. I have not. No. Oh, my God. That woman, I would love to meet her and shake her hand. This woman 
both her parents drug users. When she became a freshman, she, she was going to be a freshman, she quit high school. Both her parents, HIV, uh, um, AIDS? drug users, both of them get contract HIV. Now, we're talking this in, I think, I believe this is in the late 80s. Both her parents get HIV when she's 15. Oh, they, oh, they, were, they were infected. By the time she was 16, her father was put in a, a, a home, a shelter home, and her mom died at the age of 16. She says something here that's unbelievable. She said, uh, her, when her mom died, she said that when she, you know, as a matter of fact, I don't want to kill what she said. It's right here. It's right here. Look what she says. I want to quote what she said. This is really important. I'm not going to, she, this is a woman that, her story is amazing. So if you ever, after you read this book or you read about her, if you ever, ever or myself or any listener think, man, this is too hard. I can't do it. It's just impossible. Go back to Liz Murray. This girl, her mom dies. Her father's put away. She does, she's, she quit high school. She lives in the street. Nobody knows. She's bouncing from French, uh, house to house with her friends to the point that her parents are like, she can't come here anymore. She can't be sleeping here. So she's not in school. Her friend's in school. She lives in the park. She lives at, she eats at a garbage can. She, dude, this gets really crazy. She, um, she has, she sleeps in parks, uh, sometimes in, like in a school or little, uh, in a building in a place where she can hide in the cold. She's eating. She has no money. She decides, going into junior year, she wants to go back to school. Nobody knows. The, the Board of Education doesn't know she's homeless. So she goes. All these schools are telling her no because as a junior, people are, are planning to get out. She's trying to get back in. So one school, no, 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 no. Finally, one school, she has, a, she has a, an interview with one school. She literally says in her book, I have her book. She says, I had enough money to get on the bus. It was out of the bus to go to the interview for the school. She needs, she's trying to get back to school. I had enough money. She says, but I was starving. She goes, I had enough money for the bus and I had enough money for a slice of pizza. She goes, I had to make a decision. What do you think she did? Bus. Got on the bus. She got on the fucking bus. She didn't fucking eat. She went to the interview. They accepted her. She did a four-year high school in two years. Homeless. Nobody knew she was homeless. She did... A one year, she did a full year, a semester in high school. Not only that, she graduated number two in her class. And not only that, she got a scholarship to go to Harvard. And look what she says. Wanna talk about hard? Don't, 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 don't tell me. Listen to this wife. Look, listen to this girl, Liz Murray. Ready for this? Look at the statement she says. This is what I write, and I'm gonna get into her statement. What impacted me, her, at her mother, what, at her mother's death was that someone can go her whole life putting things off. So she says, when her mom died, what it impacted her was she looked at her mom that she had the capability to live a great life and she didn't. And she had one life, she's gone. And she goes, it wasn't going to happen to me. And she said what impacted her was, she said, this was, I quote her, the powerful wake-up call was, was that she should be passionate about her life now, not to let her pass by, let her, sorry, not to let her life pass her by by saying, I'll do it tomorrow, Right? This reminds me of the Rocky movie. And I quote, I, I, I get a little bit into it. It's such a great clip. I know it's a movie, but it fucking pertains to life. One of the best Red, movies. Ready? No, here we go. 
This reminds me of Rocky Three movie. Even though it's just a movie, it it has great truth behind it. When Apollo was training Rocky to prepare him to fight Clubber Lane, remember that movie? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. I know exactly the scene where you're you going with this. Yep. I'm afraid. It was evident that Rocky's heart was not there. He was fearful. He's a he, dude. He's, he's going to fight this dude. While training with Apollo, while training, Apollo was hitting him repeatedly, repeatedly with no response from Rocky. And Apollo asks him, "What's the matter with you?" And Rocky responds, "Tomorrow." And then he gets in his face and he says, there is no tomorrow. And Rapala repeats it again. There is no tomorrow. And this is, this is what Liz Murray was expressing. Does this sound familiar? I think I, I, think I speak for us all when I say that, that we all have been there. We have to say to ourselves, we say to ourselves, I'll start tomorrow. But, the, but tomorrow usually never comes. And then I put, no, let's tell the truth. It never fucking comes. It never fucking comes. God damn it. Damn. Fuck me, man. Fuck. I'm telling you, this book is fucking life-changing. This is for a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old. You could be 80. You could be 90. There's no there's no limit for this book. You could change your life like this. I think we fucking end it. If you have nothing else to say, I think that's I think fucking great. I got I to I end it. I'm not, okay. I, I, if you, wanna, if you I got wanna something add, better I, to top it, I, let's I gotta go. I got to top it. Okay. I, top it. I love it. I'm fucking amped up right now. The greatest force... I'm going to ask you a question, and your listeners are listening. What I'm going to ask you the question. What is the greatest force on this earth? You tell me while I drink my shot. Well, I, I, really be honest. Think about what is the greatest force on this earth? You tell me what is the greatest force. I want to know. I mean, the for first me, thing. For me, it's God. Okay. But I don't want to get religious on everybody, but for no, me, no. the greatest force on this, on this okay. planet. Well, what, if you're, yeah. What's the me, great, okay. What's the greatest force? God, what's the greatest force? <sighs> I was going to... I was going to say what 70% of this world is. The fucking water in this earth. There's okay. no force around it. Okay, you ready? You want to know what the greatest force is? And God will, will back me up on this one. First of all, the Bible says that God is love. It doesn't say he's he yeah, love. God is all things. He, so, it literally yeah. says he's love. That's his nature. Like, like, I'm not love. I can love, but my nature is not love. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about religion, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what it states. The greatest force on this earth is love. It's not fire, it's not wind, it's not envy, it's not jealousy, it's not it's not murder, it's not uh, anything Water. you want to name. The greatest force is love. When God created the heavens and earth, it was love that moved him. When he sent Christ to die for us, it was love that moved him. Do you literally think for a split second that when Christ was handing on the cross and those nails was holding him up, you actually think that the nails held him up? No, no, it was love that held him on the cross. So love is the greatest force. So if love is the greatest force, we should be drenched, cemented in love, and we should be doing things that we love, not outside of love. Do things we love, and and, and I didn't get into to to they the money say, thing. They actually say that in the Bible it says in all in all things, do all things through love. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna it says it in the Bible. Okay, ready? Exact gonna, words: do all things one, in love. I know one scripture by heart: For God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should We'll have eternal life. Uh, I messed up the whole thing. No, that's it. Thing. But that's you know it. what? I'm, my gift is, yeah. what was his motivation? Love. When Christ died, it was love. And I, I, I touch a little bit the on The whole it. Bible is about loving thy neighbor no. and expressing, yeah. doing, uh. doing all things, doing all things in love. That's yeah. that's you know what it's what about. The, and you know what the word neighbor means in the in the, in the the Greek? You know what the word neighbor means? Literally in the Greek? You know what, what does it mean? Means? It means the one near to you. It's anybody who's near to you. That's who I love. Mm-hmm. whoever's near to me whoever I meet I love them so going back to the book 
We're drenched in love. So if I, if everything's about love and it's the greatest force, why am not why am I not living and doing the things that I love? Because going back to money, you think you being a master of your craft, do you think the only form of payment is is money? No. How about the satisfaction as a human being of, of the mastering my craft and I'm giving it to someone and the satisfaction as a human being that I, I gave it everything I'm, you're not going to find no one else to do it the way I did it. That's one form of payment. Another form of payment, that person is receiving it, his gratitude, he's like, yo, unbelievable, I love it. That's another form of payment. And, so, and the motivation is love. So, do what you fucking love. Do what you fucking love. There's nothing. And uh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. There's a quote here that I wrote because it's in the book. I have to read it. You ready for this? <laughs> my quote. This is my quote. This is why one of the most powerful ways for us to be liberated from any type of animosity is to fucking live your life doing what you love. Because the worst thing is that you look back in your life and you're like, fuck, I could have done that. You're going to have animosity towards you. And if it was a partner that, that kind of convinced you not to do you're going to have animosity towards them. And that could last, last a fucking lifetime. You want to get rid of one animosity in your life and anger that you don't look back and with regret? Do what you fucking love because there's no regret. And, and, and I'll, we'll end it here. We'll end here. This, this fucking statement. Well, it, rem- it reminds me. I, don't wanna, I, I just want to jump in really quick. It reminds me it. of they said the greatest. I don't remember who said this. But it, re- it this really hits. This really hits. And it goes back to doing what you love because you don't want to have any gr- regrets at the end of your days. They said that the greatest fear that you can have, okay? It's not it's not death, right? It's not fearing death. The greatest <laughs> fear I know what you're gonna say. that you can have is when you get to the end of your days and you're faced with the ghosts of all the things you could have been. Mm-hmm. Not all the things that you have been, but... You're faced with the ghosts of all the things that you could have been but didn't because you never took that leap of faith, because you were afraid, because you were scared, because whatever it is. The greatest fear that you can have is at the end of your days being faced with the ghosts of the things, the accomplishments, the people that you could have been. Tell them. Oh, oh my gosh. You know what talk about like putting things into perspective? Put Imagine that you get to the- get, This episode, we're putting a lot of things You're on, you're on your deathbed. Right, you're on your deathbed. You're about to take your last breath, and in walks the ghost of that entre- of in walks you, the entrepreneur, but you never took the leap of faith. In walks you, the famous actor, but you never you never took that role. In walks you, the famous chef, but you never took that cooking class. In walks you, the famous the the greatest basketball player to ever live, but you never went and practiced your jump shot. In walks all of these people that you could have been. But you didn't because you were afraid. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Shit's fucking deep, man. I'm going to read the last thing. I can't find the quote. But the quote is... that I, 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 It's my own words. I, I, I can't find it. I, I know it's here. But I'm going to read this last paragraph and we'll end it here. Here we go. Yo, this is... Uh, salute. We salute, have my friend. This has been great. Has it been great? We appreciate your you passion. We appreciate the there's a there's a there's a, a, a quote uh, uh, there's a company uh, CLE Christian Aroa they make a cigar manufacturer on every single wrapper for his cigars he puts his 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 cheers to a successful life to a good life it's salud amor pesetas that's what he puts on every single wrapper 
to health, to love, and to money. Those are the three things that he puts on every single rapper as his cheers. Salud, amor, pesetas is what he puts. And I was like, it's a beautiful thing. To health, love, and money. Are you ready? It's fucking great. So this is a call to action. We're going to end it here. This is actually in the conclusion. There was a statement that I wrote. It's in the paragraph. I can't find it, but it's a fucking powerful statement. It's powerful. But anyway, here we go. We're going to end it with this. Are you ready to live your fucking story? I ask. Enough is enough. The time is now. Uh, this was like students of a story, but I'm going to... So these students got a speech of their lives to encourage them to move forward in the things that they love. And that's a paragraph before about these students, right? How about you? You just read a 30,000-word book that if summed up in a, in a sentence would read like this. So this whole book, which is 30,000 words, if I can sum it up in one sentence, it will be this. Live your fucking story through what you love to do. It, it's time. It's your time. We talk about how life, how this is your life and, and you only have one. Why waste it on things that are not making you jump out of bed and grab life by the horns? I have shown you the odds that were against us being born as a human. A staggering 400 trillion to one. What? That's crazy. To walk on the third as a human being is a miracle in itself. Live your dash. Don't hold back. Live every moment like it's your last. Always strive to move forward. Living the life to the fullest. Do things that will bring you happiness, joy, and fulfillment. Like my friend John said, which I quote him in the, in the book. The day I stop loving it is the day I quit. And I couldn't say it better myself. Live your fucking story. Live your goddamn dash. Boom, What are you fucking baby. talking about? I'm Boom. Not, I'm not saying live your life anymore. I'm saying live your dash. That's Jose Ramon. Live your fucking story. I mean, if you're watching and, and or listening and you're not ready to run through a fucking wall, you got to reprioritize yeah. your, your priorities. You got to start rewiring your brain a little bit there. Goddamn. Jose, my friend, this has been fucking absolutely amazing. To living your fucking story. Living your fucking story, my friend. Salute. And this, this book, they can, they can purchase it on Amazon. So, yeah. I'm put the whole links everything. So, buy Live Your Fucking Story on Amazon. He already has one book. Try maybe buy the first book. I'm possible first. I would say read. buy the first book. I'm possible. Read it. And then when this one comes out, which is right around the time this episode's dropping, go buy this book on Amazon. That's what I'm talking about. Jose, thank you again, my friend, for coming on, sharing <laughs> you know, your fucking story. You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? Here's what we're going to do. This episode's coming out in May. We have a giveaway in May, right? We have a giveaway every single month. So here's the quick little plug. Follow us, you know, burndownpodcast.com. Become a member. It's $5 a month. You get exclusive discounts. You get access to monthly members-only giveaways. We give away cigar spirits, accessories, and more. And the more for May is we're giving away a signed book of live your fucking story. Okay? That's fucking So if awesome. you are Let's a member it. of the Burnout Podcast, you just got to sign us $5 a month in May when this episode comes out, we're giving away a signed book by Jose himself, Live Your Fucking Story. Get it now. Do it. <laughs> Get it, it now. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate <laughs> you coming man. out here. Yeah, all right. Two and a half hours of traffic from Jersey to be out here with it the podcast, boys. Love the Burn Down Boys. I love it. All right. All right, all right, brother. Thank you again for coming on. Appreciate Thank it, you, my friend. Thank you.